You're listening to You're United listening. Q Podcast. United Q. We're brought to you by ProQ, Barbecue Gourmet, Kamado Joe, and Smokewood Shack, our awesome sponsors. ProQ provide quality smoking products with top-notch service and free advice for beginners to pitmasters. And you can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. ProQ Gourmet, supplying the UK and Europe with top championship winning rubs, sauces, marinades, and accessories from the US and around the world. You can find them on Twitter and online under Barbecue Gourmet. Manu Joe is renowned for build quality and innovation. From smoking, roasting, or searing, get that great barbecue taste and keep the moisture locked in. Check out commandojoe.co.uk plus Facebook and Twitter. I'm Dan and I'm here with my co-host Ben. Hello. And on today's show we have Harry Havinger. Hi Harry, how are you doing? I'm fine, thank you. Hi uh, Daniel and Ben. How are you doing bro? How are you? Yeah, oh, good. Very well. It's a uh, high season for barbecuing so uh, I'm happy. Yeah, we wouldn't say that now if you looked out of our window. It's hammering it down with rain, but we're still brave on. Yeah, this is in the Netherlands, so we have uh, some rain here also. It's uh, very cloudy, but, you know, you can barbecue any day, so that's no problem. Yeah, definitely. So we we first met you as you are our KCBS rep for QFest. Yes. So how did you go about becoming a KCBS rep? Yeah, I... Uh, at one time you awake and you are you are, are one. No <laughs> <laughs> surprise. No. <laughs> no, it's it, uh, what it all happened when um, when I met some American guys from the KCBS that was staying in Amsterdam and um, they contacted contact me because I was doing a, a barbecue contest in the Netherlands. And they say, hey, you're a KCBS member, and uh, let's talk about uh, about barbecuing. And at that point, um, they were uh, traveling to Germany for a contest to cool. uh, give some uh, yeah, uh, judging in, uh, in the cooking class, something like that. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we were there also. So before that, we took them to dinner uh, to an Indonesian restaurant because... The Netherlands don't have a proper barbecue restaurant, so I thought let's do something different uh, to take them out for dinner. And um, we talked about a lot. And a couple of days later, we met them again at the contest, and and they say, oh, the 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 cooka, uh, cooking class wasn't that good at, in Germany at that point. And then I said, after a couple of drinks. Uh, um, Maybe a, a half a bottle of whiskey. I think I said to him, "Ah, let's come over here. I we do it properly." And um, and that's what happened. And we had a judging and um, and a cooking class. Uh, it, I think it's six, seven years ago now. Awesome. Uh, and from and from that um, develops in in the Tony Stone uh, as an organizer, but also we have a, a competition barbecue team. And then uh, we grow forward uh, on the whole spectrum of KCBS contests. And at one time, a couple of years ago, they asked us, we need some more reps in uh, in Europe. And uh, 
they they did they did a smart thing because they make me uh, 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 they gave me an award from the Carol Wells uh, uh, Barbecue um, uh, Ambassador Award, and after that they asked me, oh, would you be a, a KCBS rep? Because at that point we had two KCBS reps, and, and the contest was growing so quickly and so much. Uh, they said we need more, and that's how you become a KCBS rep. Awesome. So, so then, at the beginning, you were you started off really as a team, or did they all kind of come along at the same no, time? I I started as a team because we like the American style of competition, and that that's what we did. But there was non non competition in Europe, and we want to know to have the knowledge and the skills, and that's why we started it. And from that. They say, oh, let's do a mock-up competition. That was the first Tony Stone, not the official one, but um, I met Tony Stone at, uh, in Amsterdam um, when they're traveling to uh, the contest in Germany. And that was an amazing man. He inspired me, and we talked about barbecuing all night long. Of course, there was some whiskey involved, but um, it, he hit me, and... Um, when they came to Amsterdam, uh, Tony couldn't be there because he was sick. Uh, he passed away later on that year. And uh, the rest of the team said, oh, let's do a mock-up competition. Oh, I say, okay, because we had the judges and we had uh, the teams in training. Yeah. And we could do a mock-up competition like we do it in the States. I said, okay, why not? We are still here. We got meat. We got smokers. Uh, let's do it. And um, I think we had perhaps eight teams and uh, maybe uh, 10 or 12 uh, judges in training. And we did it. And they say, how do you want to call it? Oh, I say, okay. Let, uh, at that moment, by you know, emotion from my heart, I said, oh, let's name it after Tony. We call it Tony Stone Low and Slow Barbecue Competition. And that's how it started. Amazing. And we started as a barbecue competition team uh, because we want to know the skills and the knowledge. And I want to be a judge, also a KCBS judge. But if you want to, if you want to become one, you have to go to the states and uh, take a course there. So we we uh, thought you'd bring it to the Netherlands. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. And now look at it. Look at the. I mean, the European scene is yeah absolutely amazing. amazing. Yeah, and and still people blame me for that. I don't know why, but. <laughs> <laughs> and they say because you got my husband on a, a on a expensive hobby and <laughs> <laughs> well, mostly the wives it's an expensive hobby and he's always going to the to the contests and uh, okay yeah, I'm sorry for that but um, and I didn't realize that it would turn out uh, this big and now after that at the Tony then we get the second one uh, the the second uh, contest was in the UK that was uh, Q and the Canal um, yeah in, in Snarestone you won that didn't uh, you yeah I did that uh, I did <laughs> yeah <laughs> awesome so not yeah. only an awesome promoter you also a wicked team as well yeah and, and we went to the States for the, for the Jack and American Royal uh like uh, like some uh, UK uh, teams do uh, also, like Miss Piggy and Benzo Swines. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's good. And and, and after that, it, it will be uh, more and more uh, barbecue competitions. I think 
in in Europe now, uh, we will have maybe 35 uh, barbecue competitions in Germany, Belgium, France, uh, Italy, uh, uh, Austria, Switzerland, uh, uh, and it, it's going on and on. It will yeah. Get bigger. And of course, this year, two uh, contests in the UK, Q-Fest and uh, Brew and Q. So that's awesome. And Brew and Q was really good, so I know already that he's uh, going to jump on again next year, so... It just it's yes. just growing all the time. Yes, it is, and 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 there will be uh, room for more, and it's a fun thing to do. And 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 uh, what I like about uh, it's one more big barbecue family, and uh, everybody is supporting each other. If if one team, if something is wrong with the meat or something like that, uh, you get another brisket from from your competitor, and that's no problem because the. They know how it how it is. The judges will decide who will be uh, the winner of a competition. And yeah, awesome. Cool. Yeah, we do. Every, every team does his best. To yeah. yeah, I mean, we know so many people that, again, like you're saying about the barbecue family that travel all over the world, and they arrive to having smokers. They've got their meat for them. They've got rubs, yeah. sauces, equipment, charcoal. And they just yeah. fly to a bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bed. Yeah, yeah, I you, mean, you, you can cook from your suitcase. Yeah, and um, <laughs> that's what it is. Yeah, and, and that's that that that's a kind of hospitality that we also do for uh, foreign uh, uh, teams. Uh, we had some two teams from Canada for the Tony Stone this year. Yeah, and uh, we provide them. Uh, with everything uh, except uh, his uh, rubs and his uh, injections and the sauce that he took with him and the rest of the stuff uh, we provide uh, the teams uh, we uh, as an organizer yeah ed ed from bunch of swines as soon as he saw uh the rockenda regas were coming and also yeah. at one point uh, there was another barbecue team coming and he messaged me straight away on facebook saying I know that this team use these smokers, and I know that this team use these smokers. Me and Emma have spare smokers of those types, and we'll bring them down for them. And I was yeah. just like, he didn't need to do that. They didn't ask for anything, and we didn't straight reach away out for it. Was yeah, just him doing he just that. messaged me straight away, and and I was uh, like, that's that, just amazing. I know because that that's what we do for each other, and uh, Emma and Edward are amazing people that uh, do that for for the rocket drivers. But we uh, will also return the favor. Yep. Or yep. for another UK team that won't come over and uh, will come over, and uh, we do that gladly for them. Uh, that's how it works, and um, we don't charge rent for 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 the smokers or whatever. You need them, you get them, and and uh, that's how it works, and and that's the amazing stuff of uh, how it works in the, in the barbecue family. Mm. That's awesome. So Tony Stone, like you said at the beginning, you did like a test run. You had like eight teams. Where have you grown to with that now? Um, we had this year, we, we got uh, about 60 uh, teams. And uh, last year, before, uh, before that, we got about 70 teams. But what I have um, noticed is that when you have a certain amount of teams, then you had uh, the good vibe. I won't. I won't be too big uh, a contest. I don't. My my goal is not to have 100 teams or something like that. No. You know, American Royal, for instance, has 500 teams or yeah. 600 teams. That's that's huge, 
and then you have a, a, a different vibe on your contest. And what I have noticed this year, that was a, a smooth, uh, pleasant vibe between all the, the teams and, 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 and the crowd. And, and yeah, that's what I like. That's probably still like the biggest competition in Europe, though, isn't it? Now, um, of the size of the teams, Rupert is also uh, one of the biggest. Um, we were the first, but I think Rupert has more teams, uh, 10 or 15 more teams. Uh, wow. Yeah. Cool. But and you had over 10,000 visitors the, as well. I, I think it's, it's about the quality and not uh, about uh, the size. Yeah, it changes the sort of feel and environment of a competition as well. I think that as they grow bigger, it does change competitions massively. Yes, it is. And um, it's about the facilities, what you need. It's about uh, what you can provide for the the judges. Uh, It should be in balance. And that's what I have noticed over a couple of years now. That's, I think that's important for the teams and also for the judges because you you have uh, you have a couple of parties uh, that's involved in a contest. You, you got an organizer. Yeah, you need some guys like you and me that uh, want to do this. Then you have the teams and also the judges, and it's uh, and all should come together in in, in a nicely banner um, uh, balance. Um, that, because if there are no judges um, and you cannot provide them with the facilities they need for doing their job. Yeah, then then you don't have a contest. And if you have the judges, but you don't have the the, con- uh, the teams, then you don't have also a contest. So uh, those those parties, that's important to to please them and give them a good time. Yeah, it is important. Like you said, when we were organising our competition, we were like, right, well, we could have sixty teams that are interested in coming. Then it's like, well, how are we going to find enough judges for sixty teams? And then it goes yes. around the other way. You're like, now we've got loads of judges. Oh how many teams we yeah. got and it's all a big juggle of juggling act and hopefully everyone comes together on the day and it all works out well. <laughs> That's what it is. It's yeah. a juggling act. <laughs> That's what you have to be uh, a good juggler uh, as a barbecue uh, organiser, contest organiser. Yeah. I'm all for juggling, so that's why you best sucked. It's a big uh, circus act. But after that, it, it's... Uh, I, I'm... After the competition of the contest of the Tony Stone, um, as an organizer, I'm very proud and uh, very uh, satisfied that that everybody came to that and have a great time and everything everything went well. For me personally, uh, I would like to see every team on the stage going away with a call or a walk and a prize and award for for to have them a good time. But yeah. Definitely. That is not always possible, but uh, but I like to see many as teams at uh, at uh, at the contest. I was very pleased uh, with this year because Max Lynch won, yeah. and he yeah. did, it by, did it by himself alone, and uh, yeah. it, awesome. Yeah, it's amazing to yeah. do a world yeah. on his own as well. Yeah, so that he's going to fire the rest of the guys now. and Doesn't yeah. want any of their help anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so, do you ever find time to compete still now? No, um, uh, I did uh, one or two uh, contests now and um, not as much I would like to do because competing is still running into my in my veins and my blood. I, if I 
be there as a KCBS rep or as an organizer. It itches me. I, I want to com compete also because it's fun to do. Uh, but uh, maybe two or three contests a year. That's what. Uh, but that's not enough to be uh, in the top league now. Yeah. Now it was. No. Did your Did your son compete in the uh, kids queue this year, Tony Stone? Yes, he did. Again, Aiden did uh, compete and. Uh, How did he, he get on this year? Uh, third. So very good. He, he was a little bit uh, angry and disappointed, but because <laughs> he. <laughs> But I said, hey, well, man. Three, he has to uh, give everyone else a chance. I mean, he won, awesome. he won last year, didn't he? Yeah, he won last year. Yeah, he's got to give everyone else a chance. Come on. Come on, Aiden. Yeah. And and, and otherwise, you, people come to talk about it. Oh, yeah, it's Harry's son. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fix. <laughs> I, I, was, I was glad he, was, he went uh, for the third place. Uh, he was third. So. That's still no awesome. I mean, congrats, it's, Aiden. It's well done. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it and he'll is. be part of your team soon? Uh, I hope so. I think uh, all those kids and wherever they are in, in Europe, UK, and uh, they are the future for uh, for for the, the barbecue competition. Yeah. And I think, uh, of course, we got great teams here in Europe, uh, and UK got one of the best uh, teams uh, in Europe. Um, but what you see if you're going to compete in America, like the, like, uh, the big games, like uh, the Jack, American Royal, uh, Memphis in May, whatever, it, it takes um, a lot of time and experience to win that kind of contest. And what you see with, with European uh, teams, they do not very well. Um, of course, they have a, a lucky day or a break, and they are in the in the top twenty, or they get an award or a walk. You see that um, with 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 bunch of swines at the American Royal, they did very well. Uh, Miss Piggy did very well at the Jack, uh, but I think we need uh, another generation, and it's logical because uh, the the barbecue teams in 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 the, in the states. Um, when they grow up, they, they, the kids get doing the ribs, the brisket, the pulled pork, uh, the chicken. They learn it from their father. It's, all, it's about a generation thing yeah. uh, when you grow up. For me, in, uh, for instance, I was going into an American barbecue style. Uh, I was much, much older. Uh, he was going to say his age then, but then he realized yeah. it might be too old. So. <laughs> Yeah, um, to, we are the most, I think, the most of the, the, the nowadays uh, European competi uh, competition teams are too old um, to make, uh, to uh, how you say it, to the gap between uh, the American teams. Yeah. Because American team will easily in the neighborhood do 40, uh, maybe 40 contests a year. And they grew up with it. So... They flavor profiles. Uh, it's about flying hours behind your yeah. smoker, and if you do that from a from a from a kid, um, then then it's easily it's something what's in your system. Uh, it's you know it's it. becoming natural. Yeah. Yes, you know when it's done. You don't need uh, you know all the gadgets uh, because they see it, they smell it, they know the taste, and and. 
this kind, this kind of kids, if they grow up with it, like like my sons, for instance, but also a lot of other barbecue teams, their kids, they grew up with it. And if they pick it up to be a barbecue competition, they will, I think, have a chance to, to win competitions like that. Definitely, definitely. And, um, yeah, and, and that's how it works. And, and, for instance, and I like that, I like the story uh, also because uh, Aiden when he was um, one or two years old, we were uh, at the barbecue uh, uh, fair uh, to do some exhibition about demos. And uh, the, the guy who organizes um, said, oh, I, I got a, a little pig. Can you do a spit roast? Oh, yeah, no problem. And Aiden says, I, I will do that. So I explain about how to put the coals and what he did. And for five, six hours long, he was at the spit roast, basting the pig and whatever. And it's amazing. He got it on the right temperature, the right doneness, and he did that. So you can see because he was, he is growing up with the yeah. stuff. What I do, it comes naturally for those guys awesome. and girls. Yeah, I know so a good. lot. Of- I still can do yeah. that now. No. Aiden was rocking it when he was like two. <laughs> yeah. As soon as he could walk, he was doing whole hogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's got to be a record, actually. I reckon yeah. that we should put that in the Guinness Book of Records, I reckon. Yeah, youngest whole hog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it wasn't that big a hog, but... Uh, That's fine. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Still the whole thing. Still a whole hog. <laughs> he, he did. And, um, and, and that's... I think that's how it works also in the States because those kids are uh, growing up with those kind of skills. And, um, yeah. And and that's what... How many competitions we are doing are... We have um, a little bit, uh, how you say it? Uh, uh, we have a lot of catching up to do yeah. about the techniques, the flavor profiles. Of course, we know we can make a proper brisket or a, a proper pork or, or ribs, but it's a difference when you grow up in the states and you do that from 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 your childhood, and yeah. Definitely. And that's what—that's the phase wherein European barbecue is right now. You can see because we, we have, more, yeah, we have more and more teams coming up, uh, good teams coming up now, and they will get even—it's—it's uh, it, uh, a training cycle process. Yeah. Every time they do a competition, they will get better, better, and better, and yeah, they make more chance like a, a, a great competition like the Jack or American Royal. Uh, Memphis in May. Uh, of course, sometimes you get lucky, and you get uh, a award on a couple of awards or walks or your name calls on, on uh, categories. But to win the whole uh, competition, that's something uh, different. I know that judges are trained, and and, it's, and the specifications are sort of level playing field across across KCBS around the world. But obviously, yes. no matter where you are in the world. Uh, people's tastes and flavor profiles will be slightly different as well. So it is. even though they will be more or less going down the same route of barbecue, but uh, maybe what, maybe a uh, sort of maybe Eastern European, maybe judging tastes are different to Western European tastes and even far, further afield going to America. Yeah. They're, they're probably different again. And now we've got KCBS in Australia. The flavor profiles will be slightly different over there. So yeah. although they're in the same sort of specification and judges are trained to, to judge that, people's tastes 
and I would say like their geographical tastes are almost uh, yeah. are playing a role in, in in this as well. And I think that maybe that's that's something that the uh maybe when our teams go over to the states to compete in like the royal or the jack that w- our sort of flavor profiles are maybe just slightly yeah. outside of the norm for there but maybe if those guys came over and competed in the uk at something like the tony stone then their play- flavor profiles would be slightly out for what our taste buds and geographical sort of likes and dislikes are so i think it's like a i know that they are the two big competitions in the world really the biggest ones and the ones that everyone wants to be a part of but I, I don't think I think our team's going over and doing really well and just representing is great because I, I don't think that it's uh, it could be down to that really that maybe affects their their placing and their scoring in these competitions. Yeah, uh, that, that's that's you've got a good point on, about that, but I think um, uh, there will be always a difference in flavor profile, yeah. of course. But uh, if you start uh, early enough like, uh, in your childhood, you uh, grow up with the techniques. And it's easier to adapt, uh, I think, the flavor profiles in, yeah. in, the, in the state. I think before you win a jack, uh, and if you, you have to cook sometimes, a couple of times in, in the States before you do that. Yes. Because um, uh, the flavor profiles are that different. It's about the smokiness, uh, what kind of, uh, hard would you use? Um, I know, for instance, um, I know when I was at uh, the Kansas, and I like to do, I like to use uh, 50% hickory and 50% uh, cherry on my smoke wood. But uh, they say, oh, forget the cherry, <laughs> only only hickory, hickory, hickory. So that's that's a difference. And if you can adapt that, then don't, then you get a chance. Yeah, but it won't it won't be uh, in an overnight <laughs> to no. adapt that that kind of flavor profiles. You need a lot of training. You need to be there, and and that's uh, what also now happens is because a lot of teams competing in Europe and then they get a bong uh, because they won the grand champion. They get a chance to go to the jack, and then what you what we did also you go. To, uh, you put, you could you buy a ticket, you go there, and and then you do the jack, uh, for instance, and then you are at home. So in a week time, you are in the states, you do the big competition, and you go home. But I think what you should have done, or what we should have done, is to make more time and effort yeah. to go there yeah, a couple earlier, before. Uh, do a couple of small competitions before that, so you can adjust, Learn and adjust. some. Yeah, yeah. But speaking to the Rock and Reggae's at at Q Fest, they were saying about how even even in Europe, when they go to different countries, that they tend to maybe slightly change their flavor profiles to maybe be a little bit spicier, or yes. bring it back to maybe be a little bit sweeter, depending on which country they're going to and what their sort of geographical tastes are to to try and help their their scoring in those countries, which I find really interesting. Also in Europe, we've got the different flavor profiles. Yeah. It is. But uh, also, you have to do more competitions to find that out. Yes. Because if you go to Italy, it's different uh, than in in uh, in Germany or the Netherlands or Belgium. Yep. Um, what I can see, because I did uh, some competitions uh, all over Europe, that there is a difference. The Netherlands and Belgium are almost the same. That's no difference. Um, what you can see if you go more south, like Italy then you see on your scorecards that they like less the, the flavor profiles that we use 
but you have to do more Italian uh, competitions to figure that out. Yes. Because you have to, to, to tune it uh, over and over and over. And it will take a couple of competitions to to uh, to make a difference. Then that's cool in itself that you you're constantly learning and adapting, and and the more you do, the more you learn. And and you've got great teams around like you guys and bunch of swines and Miss Piggies and and McSlims. I mean, I'm naming European uh, sorry oh, English hello. teams here, but there's a lot of amazing European teams out there that are that are competing sort of like twenty, thirty times a year, and it's yeah. it's awesome. It's awesome to see, and they're doing so well. And I mean, like. Uh, when you compare their scores to some of the U.S. team scores, their, their team of the year scores that they've accumulated through the season, and it's it's awesome to see them doing so well. Yeah, it is, and and, and they have a lot of fun. And because it's also also about bragging rights. Of course, winning a category or or a, a contest that that's good for your for your for your bragging rights. But also, you got the, the European Championship in the iToy, for instance. So the accumulated points is uh, also to have, yeah, we are the best chicken or we have the best uh, ribs uh, or we are the best team of the year yeah. uh, with the iToy. Uh, that, that's also uh, uh, very important for the teams to, to build their name uh, with, their, those, uh, with those scores. And, um, yeah. Awesome. And as well as KCBS, you're also a SCA rep as well. Oh, yeah. That, that's... <laughs> I like to do some grilling too. It's not <laughs> always about low and slow, but uh, uh, what it is with, with KCBS kind of contest is that um, it, it's two days and um, you build on a typical uh, logistics is you're building up on Saturday, then the big meets are going in the evening on, on, uh, on, on the smoker. And then you have on Sunday, the, the contest uh, for the turn-ins. Um, on Saturday, uh, there is room for for an ancillary like like steak, and um, and they build a system, the SCA, to to evaluate and judge a steak. And a lot of teams like to do that because it's easy. You have to turn, you have to uh, grill two steaks. You turn yeah. one in, and 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 that's also fun to do and little effort, and and then that's a lot of. Uh, have fun also and so and some teams like to have an award already and it's a different kind of setup than than KCBS. so it's quick you can uh, do a, a steak contest in a couple of hours uh, instead of uh, two days cooking so what you see is besides the kcbs teams doing steak there will be uh, some backyard uh, barbecuers coming just for the steak set up their uh, kettle and uh, grill a steak and that's it and go home afterwards after their awards. So what? What's uh, what in the judging of like a SCA cook-off? What what are judges looking for for the perfect steak? Yeah, of course it's it's all like always like every competition. It's about the taste and the, and the tenderness, but also the doneness uh, for the steak. So the the the, the steak should be uh, medium cooked. Uh, and it's it's just about meat, no garnish, uh, no sauce, just uh, the steak and 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 the spices, the rub, and that's it. Awesome. I know. Uh, I know people. A lot of people use like the grill grates to try and get like perfect lines. Yeah. Is that something that they're looking for when they look at a steak? Mm, uh, 
if there are any grill marks, um, then uh, it should be uh, done uh, nicely. But I know a great steak that doesn't have any grill marks at all, and they can also win because the the, the, the tenderness and the taste is uh, that awesome. Um, so a steak doesn't require grill marks, but if you have grill marks because you're eating with your eyes, of course, everybody knows the pictures. If you see a nice uh, steak with grill marks, then the appearance is um, it, it, it's, uh, it's awesome for your eye. And But you don't taste grill marks. But grill grates are a perfect uh, item to make those grill, uh, grill marks on, on a steak. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we're ne- nearly running out of time. But you said at the beginning of the podcast that when you had the guys over from America originally, you had no barbecue restaurants in the Netherlands, so you took them out somewhere else. Are we now at a stage where you have got a barbecue restaurant in the Netherlands? Uh, we do. We do have now uh, a couple of guys, also uh, barbecue competition guys, uh, that have uh, set up a restaurant uh, with proper American-style barbecue. They, we do have now, yeah. Awesome. So you've done it. You've gone the full circle. You've started off with nothing in the Netherlands and, and, and all the competitions they, they, now the restaurant yeah. you're there now they, <laughs> now they serve brisket and uh, proper ribs uh, from the smoker and not uh, boiled <laughs> for instance <laughs> well, next time I'm coming over I'll ring you Harry and, and uh, we can go for some brisket then okay we do that awesome. I, will, I will take you to some uh, nice places too yes awesome awesome cool well thanks for coming on today's show mate it's been great to catch up with you and we'll see you you're again welcome. and speak to you again soon Thank you for having me, and uh, see you next time, uh, hopefully soon. Yeah, yeah, hopefully soon. Cheers, bro. Thank you very much. <laughs> Cheers, bro. Cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye. You're listening to United, United Q Podcast. We're brought to you by ProQ, Barbecue Gourmet, Kamado Joe, and Smoke with Shack, our awesome sponsors. ProQ provide quality smoking products with top-notch service and free advice for beginners to pitmasters. And you can find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under ProQ Smokers. Barbecue Gourmet, supplying the UK and Europe with top championship winning rubs, sauces, marinades, and accessories from the US and around the world. You can find them on Twitter and online under Barbecue Gourmet. Kamado Joe is renowned for build quality and innovation. From smoking, roasting, or searing, get that great barbecue taste and keep the moisture locked in. Check out kamadojoe.co.uk plus Facebook and Twitter. Smokewood Shack delivers quality smoking wood every time. They provide the smoky goodness, you provide the talent. Whether it's smoking wood chunks, dust, chips, or planks, you can find them at smokewoodshack.com. And you can find them on Twitter at smokewoodshack.com.